Imagine for a moment that a person maybe you've only heard about or a person you've never met enters into your life and you're meeting them for the very first time and the person says to you, come, follow me. Now, of course, this is what happens in the lives of the 12 apostles that Jesus calls to follow him, that he enters into the ordinariness of their everyday life whether they're fishing or at the tax collector's post, and he comes to them and says, come, follow me. For some of them, they heard John the Baptist announce his coming. And for others, maybe they never heard about him until he enters into their life at that very moment. But whatever it was, those words that he says, come, follow me, strike their heart and they leave everything. They leave their families, their, their wives. They leave their parents, their father, their mother. They leave everything, and they begin to follow this man, Jesus. They follow him, and he's this itinerant preacher. He's going around city to city, sharing this message, teaching and preaching in synagogues. And so they hear this teaching of Jesus throughout the years. And as they accompany him, as they journey with Jesus, they see many things happen, many miracles. They see a group of people bring a paralytic, and then they cut into the roof of the house and lower the paralyzed man into the home where Jesus was, so that Jesus might look at him and the paralyzed man might look at Jesus. And Jesus sees that man and he goes up to him and says, your sins are forgiven, rise, pick up your mat and walk. And he does. They see that great miracle, the lame begin to walk. Also, as they journey along, one time there was this blind man on the side of the road, and he hears that Jesus is coming, and so he begins to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. And Jesus hears him. He says, bring that man to me. And so they did, and he says to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the man says, I want to see. And so Jesus touches his eyes, and now the blind begin to see. Another time, Jesus is going about. He enters into the city, and there happens to be a person possessed with many devils, many demons. And so he casts them out into the swine that run into the water. These apostles that follow Jesus see many things, and so they should believe. It took faith to leave everything and follow Jesus, and as they see everything happen all throughout their journey with the Lord, it should have increased their faith. But today in our gospel, we hear the disciples, the apostles, say to Jesus, increase our faith. Now, in order for them to make such a request, increase our faith, there must have been some sort of decrease in their faith, something that's beginning to cause them to doubt. Questions emerge. Doubt creeps in. What was it that made these apostles who saw so much begin to doubt? Maybe they began to ask themselves, well, what Jesus did when he cured the blind and made the lame walk, did it last forever? 
Or was it only temporary? Did we really see that happen? Or maybe they heard what other people were saying, that Jesus was doing all these things by the power of the spirit of evil and not by good. Or maybe someone else was trying to to discount the message of Jesus, saying that he truly is not who he says he is. Doubt begins to creep in in the disciples' lives, and so they want to address it. They say to Jesus, increase our faith. If it happened to the apostles, surely it can happen in each and every one of our lives. Doubt creeps in, questions come in, and we begin to question our faith, our belief in God. Many of you have affectionately called me a baby priest for a while. I'd like to think maybe now that I'm no longer a baby priest, but maybe I'm a toddler, that I'm crawling and I'm just learning how to walk. But uh, you call me this baby priest, and that, that was true. And in the very first few months, right after ordination last year, you can imagine doing priestly things that can be overwhelming, or maybe questions of doubt might enter in. I knew about the Eucharist, I studied the Eucharist, I celebrated the Mass. But at the same time, every time that I said Mass, I asked myself, is this really happening? When I say those words, take this, all of you, and eat, this is my body, this is my blood, does the bread and wine really change into the body and blood of Jesus? And so that was a question I asked. That was doubt creeping in. And to address that, really, I essentially said to the Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Every time at Mass, when the priest elevates the host, that's a privileged moment of adoration for the faithful. And over the years, I was taught different things to say or to pray in that moment. When I celebrate Mass with the Latino community, they will often say verbally aloud, my Lord and my God, of course in Spanish, my Lord and my God. That's the prayer of St. Thomas. That's a good prayer to pray at the time of elevation. I heard another priest one time preach, and he said, when I raise the host, I say, increase my love for you and for my people. So he's addressing the Lord directly as he stares face to face with the Lord. So as those doubts began to creep in, is this really happening? I said, increase my faith with a little prayer that I started to say then. Truly, Lord, it is you. This prayer simply of affirmation of what I believe to draw me into the reality that Christ is here present among us in the Eucharist. If doubt can happen to the apostles, if doubt can happen to me, if doubt can happen in the lives of all the saints of our tradition, surely it happens in our lives. Maybe that doubt is over a young person who might be battling cancer, or maybe it's doubt a lack of faith because someone we know just died, a loved one, a family member, a husband, a wife, a spouse, a child, whoever it is, and maybe they died too young, and so doubt creeps in. Maybe it's addiction that we struggle with. Will we ever overcome this? Doubt there. Or maybe it's doubt in the fact that I don't know if I'm going to make ends meet, that 
I live paycheck to paycheck and I'm not sure if I can make rent this month. These are doubts that enter in and really when in our lives, when everything seems to be going wrong, when bad things happen, a lot of people turn away from the faith. Instead of turning to God, it's precisely at those moments that we need that faith in God and to turn to God in prayer. Like the disciples, like the apostles, we can pray to the Lord, increase our faith. Increase my faith, Lord, that when a sick person is among us, a young person with cancer, that first increase my faith that maybe you might heal this person miraculously. But if not, increase my faith that everything that happens in life has a plan. Increase my faith, Lord, that when someone I know and love dies, increase my faith in the hope of the resurrection, that by your death on the cross, death has been defeated because you rose from the dead. Increase my faith in eternal life. Increase my faith, Lord, when I am struggling with addiction or sin or whatever it is that you who liberate and can break chains will do that in my life. Increase my faith that if I'm not able to make ends meet, that through the generosity of God's holy people, you'll provide for me. Increase my faith. That's what we can and must pray at those times. With everything that's going on in our world and in our country, we truly do need faith. And so with the apostles today, we make that request to Jesus knowing, increase our faith.